Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Life With Your Dog. My name is Panos, and today I'll be doing another monologue. And it's been pretty exciting with the amount of guests that we've been pulling through lately. And um, and I hope that we get more guests on for your entertainment and, and, and your education over the next month. We have I have some exciting news to share with you all. And Luke Badman is officially a father. And I know you're going to listen to this, bro. So congratulations, we've already spoken anyway, and I'm pretty sure that next week Luke's jumping on and we're going to deliver another awesome episode of the podcast. So our Life With Your Dog crew is growing, a little baby girl, little Mia, and we're going to get her on one day so she can tell us all about dog training and how Daddy and Shadow get along, hey? <laughs> anyway, enough of my dad jokes. Today's podcast episode he's going to be talking about great expectations and I'll start it off by saying the greater the expectation the greater the disappointment I really do resonate with this however I do have a couple of different thoughts that have been bouncing around in my head so I thought I would speak to the microphone and into your ears and hopefully you can give me some feedback on what mumbo jumbo we're going to talk about today today we're going to talk about the great expectations not just in dog training but just generally within ourselves, because it all ties in as being the handler we're humans who have to adjust our expectations but of course as a handler as a trainer and as an owner we have to understand the expectations of training our dog and the expectations of even owning a dog and what you thought it would be like to own a dog or to own another dog or, um, you know, the list goes on because I think usually with expectations come... Okay, so I think this is my this is my idea. The greater the expectation that you have, the harder you will try to achieve big things But then also, if you have that great expectation, you don't hit the mark, then you have that disappointment. So that's where there's a bit of a paradox, because if you had no expectation of anything, then how could you adjust your desires and your goals according to anything without having an expectation? So it can be a little bit tough to manage, but specifically about our dog, and I'm a broken record about this, it's a Jordan Peterson thing. I've had had this notion for since I got into dog training and it's about comparing your dog to how they performed yesterday, not to how another dog is today. Of course, I can go to yourself and, you know, compare yourself to how you were yesterday and not to how somebody else is today. So I think in regards to talking about that, that directly relates to our expectations because just like in dog training class, in our in our group class last week, you can see the disappointment on one of my my clients face when the I got everybody to hold their down so everybody put your dog in their down I'm going to talk a story for for the next couple of minutes while some dogs are in their down stay and they're there for the whole duration without moving a muscle 
you had one of the dogs that was struggling to even hold the down for more than 10 seconds. It was his first time in a group class. If we have, you know, there was that, he's reactive to dogs, as many dogs around. He did really, really well, little Bruno. However, if our expectation is you're going to hold that down because that dog across there is holding his down, and I know that your down's only about one minute at home at best, and now we're in a new environment, it's nighttime, there's dogs everywhere, and I'm going to get you to hold that down for the same amount of time, I would be heavily rewarding anything in that moment and then releasing the dog. And if if your dog holds that down for the minute, big praise, big reward, leave the, the circle for a moment, come back, and then reset it. If the expectations are too high, you're disappointed, and then the way that you interact and communicate with your dog comes accordingly. If your expectation is a lot less, you still want something to happen but you're not expecting it to happen. I think that's the difference. You have a desire for it. You have your goals towards it, but an expectation's a bit of a bitch, right? Because if if you had an expectation of what you're going to listen to this podcast and within the four minutes and 54 seconds that we've been listening, I haven't hit your expectation, you're disappointed. And um, if you were to play it to think, sounds interesting, I'm an avid listener, I listen to most of the episodes, so I'm going to listen to another one, or hey, I've just jumped on, I just downloaded the most recent episode to see what you're all about. You should kind of enter it with a little bit of an open mind, not too much of an expectation, and you'd be surprised what you learn. If you had the expectation that you were going to have big lessons from this one, and then you're like, man, it didn't really work out, it kind of affects you for the next time. It doesn't have to obviously be about this podcast, it could be about anything. So you have an expectation of what your wife should do in the day that she's at home while you're at work and you come home and those things aren't done, are you not bitter? Where if you had the, you know, so not going to get into too much details there, but I guess my point there is if your expectation is, hmm, it's probably been a bad day and, you know, the worst. So one of the things I've written here is, you know, prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. Maybe it's been a tough day for my wife at home, wrangling the child, she's not feeling well. You know, there's certain other factors that are, you know, she's doing other things that you can't visibly see. And then I'm annoyed because I have to load the dishwasher. If I expect that, hmm, maybe there's a bit of housework that I need to contribute a little bit. And I get home and everything's done. Dog bowls are washed. Dogs have been fed. I'm like, this is amazing compared to thinking, no, 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 no. See, she knows I've had a long day. The least she could do for me is, is feed the dogs, for example. And I get home and the dogs aren't fed. I'm like, I can't believe this. So I think those expectations don't just come into dog training, but of course, they come into other areas as well. And we should check ourselves because we are a leader. We are somebody who's either trying to guide another human to train their dog or we're responsible for training the dog in front of us. And if you're not very clear about what it is that you want, from your goals or from your training plan or for how you want your dog to behave, make sure that you've checked yourself. So that was literally the next thing I was going to say is train the dog that is in front of you. It's a common saying in, in, in the dog training world. And I want you to pay attention to specifically what the dog's doing. Don't get too frustrated because that'll be too much of an expectation and don't have no expectation. So I think you just need to find that middle way. So what are your expectations of owning or training a dog? 
So I feel that a lot of people that just get a new dog, get a puppy, and they're like, oh my God, I'm with this puppy and we're going to play in the in the field with the flowers and the butterflies around us and my pup's just going to lay next to me and when I go home, he's just going to sleep on my bed and like not mess, make a mess and, you know, not toilet everywhere and, and you get this little puppy and your life's turned upside down. Now, maybe because the puppy that you had before from what you remember 15 years ago was this like pleasant experience. And your expectations are so. If I was, if it was me, having the expectation of all right, puppy's coming to my house, I'm doing everything to set myself up. I'm going to expect sleepless night, toileting problem, destructive behavior problem, having to do the extra work of training and managing and socializing and doing all that. And if it's a bit more cruisy, I'm like, this is amazing compared to thinking puppies are awesome. I love puppies so much, and it's all right. It's going to be, you know, like if you're if you're a little bit more laid back with your approach, like what you can expect, I think I think it's going to help. Don't be too intense and going, no, 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 I have these really high expectations of my puppy because I think that's where a lot of people screw up. Or they go, well, I, I decided to get the Kelpie. I decided to get the German Shepherd or the, the, you know, the Golden Retriever based on what I think that breed should be. I think that's incorrect. Do a bit of research, understand what the breed is, get some hands-on experience, but most importantly, make sure that you're assessing the dog for what he is or what she is compared to what in your mind you think it is. So your expectations of training a dog, it could be like, oh man, you know. Um, so for example, if I'm going to talk about having great expectations, like, oh my God, I'm going to go see, go to a house, two dash hounds. I know it's going to be a reactive. I already know what to expect, right? But if I expect, so maybe I've been become a little bit more pessimistic. So I'm going to expect more worse behavior. And if I get better, I'm feeling so much better about the situation. So, um, so I don't know how that goes. Again, these are thoughts in my head that's bouncing around. I don't have anyone else to sp speak to but I'm hoping this is being well-received and I haven't lost you nine and a half minutes in. I do want to say that it is 8.30 p.m. on Tuesday evening. I've been really time poor. I've been really trying to get an episode like this out, but I've got to be sitting in front of a microphone delivering at least some sort of quality information. So this is the best that I could do this week, and I am sorry if I'm a little bit more flat and maybe not as sharp. Once you think you have it all sorted, another can of worms will open up. So another expectation, something that I was taught by this from a mentor many, many years ago is that once you think you got everything sorted out, boom, another curveball comes your way. My expectation is that now again, maybe I'm manifesting the wrong things in life, but I'm trying to be as realistic as possible. I don't want to be too, oh my God, it's, it's all, everything's going to be amazing all the time. And I don't want to be too pessimistic where it's like, screw my life, everything bad happens. I really do want to be as realistic as possible. And I think what's most realistic is good things are coming. Good things are happening. But as soon as you sort, you get one thing sorted, something else comes up. And that just shows me that I always have to be, of course, I'm going to keep this dog training related. I'm working on my, my dog's, my dog's healing the other day. Perfect example. I'm working on healing with Chili. And every single session, especially for a new environment, I'm expecting bare minimum so that I could really ass assess where he's going wrong and where I could fix and also where he's ex exceeded well and I can reward the right time. 
as I was doing my healing, there was a pole probably about a meter and a half from me. And, and I thought so far away from me, I'm sure I could just walk past it. But many different variables. There was spotlights on, we're on concrete. There was that pole there, it's a bit echoey. Um, so as I'm walking towards a pole, he's like, no, and he walked around the pole. And I'm like, hey, no, no, no. I said, no, it's a non-reward marker. I'm not gonna pay you for that. We're starting that again. I thought maybe a glitch, maybe you tripped out. I went past it, boom, he did the exact same behavior, even if I, even though I had a little bit extra space from that pole. So this is where the where, this is where it gets hairy. If my expectation is, hey, dude, you must make sure that you heal perfectly, no matter if there's a polar, and that would be ridiculous because then I'll be putting a lot of pressure on him. I'm going to overwhelm him, and he's like, we're not healing near poles again. Or if we do, it's going to take a lot of time, a long time for me to be on on like up to scratch with it. That would be chilly talking. So my expectation is, oh well, cool. Now the next, like this is what's happened. I'm going to try to fix that. The next time I'm in that particular park, we're going to practice the heel specifically for that, but I'm going to modify it according to how he performed the other time, the last time we were here. That would be setting the correct expectation. So I have the equal amount of disappointment if it doesn't work. And a little bit of disappointment's fine because then that means I have to check where I'm at and then continue working on. If I had the greatest expectation, my dog's the baddest mofo in the world with his, um, with his healing, which he's not, but if I had that expectation and then he, you know, walks a, the wrong way around the pole, I'm going to freak out and get annoyed. So hopefully that's a practical example that we can um, draw from. And I want this to become one of those, not an aha moment where, oh my God, thank you, panel, she gave us so much information. This is more about reflection time to understand what are you expecting from others? What are you expecting from your dog? What are you expecting from yourself? Assess um, assess your situation, assess everybody involved and all the variables that can occur and, and create the correct amount of expectation for any given situation is something that I'm trying to work on very much this year, hence why it's taken some time to think about this and for it to be delivered. So what great expectations have led to great disappointments or great wins? Because as I said at the beginning of this, you may have great expectations and if they don't occur, so for example, let's just say you're going to trial your dog for a particular dog sport, your expectations are like, we're getting A++, we are the best in the world. And you get out there with those expectations, with all the planning and the preparation, I know this is a very complicated topic because it's not just expectations that get you the win, but the expectations are one of the driving forces of going, hey, like we've got this full ego we are the best in the world with that state of mind you may achieve great things because it's all got to do with ambition and drive and confidence however the exact same great expectation can make mean your greatest loss or your greatest disappointment so it's really important to assess where you're at and everyone's a little bit different. I'm not a gambler. I'm not a very big risk taker, which means I think that's got to do with expectations. And um, But again, a little bit more further, further thought and meditation on that one. But I want th that's something for I want you to think about. What great expectations have led to great disappointments or to great wins? And once you can compare yourself to your past self, compared to your present self, then I think your future self can be a little bit more switched on, especially when it comes to your dog training. You know, because um, 
you know, if your expectation is, all right, cool, put a slip lid on the dog, dog blows up at another dog, you know, I've given this one correction before, surely it's going to work. If that's your expectation, you give one correction, the dog's like, that didn't work for me for whatever reason. You need to go back to the drawing board. You need to have a, f- a whole bunch of other techniques, tools, mindset that you need to fall back on so that you can continue working. And that's another thing that as a new, if anybody listening is a new trainer, the only way you're going to know those things is by screwing them up and getting better at it. You're never going to get better and better experience by, um, by not trying new things. The problem is, is that some people have way too much expectation, way too much ambition, much greater than their capability. Glenn Cook, thank you for, for, um, for that saying. Don't get your, cap- your, your ambition and your capabilities mixed up because a lot of people have this expectation, well, I'm a dog trainer now. I've trained a few dogs. I've got this. I think you've got to exercise a bit of humility. If you're not humble in your day-to-day life, if you're not questioning yourself, then um, I just don't think that you can really be the best that you can be. So, And the last thing that I'm going to finish this on, another question, is expectations of clients or expectations of the trainer that you're going to see. So I'm going to start off with the expectation of my clients. Is Number one, I've given my clients a good expectation of what I can deliver since I've committed to this podcast, giving away as much thoughts and ideas and information as possible. All of it's for free. You can listen to all of it. When people ask me, what's your t- style of training and you haven't done any research on me, um, I just think it's kind of ludicrous. Hit up the website, check out the podcast, check out the Instagram videos. I've got enough stuff out there. When you book in to see me, I do have an introductory video. It goes for um, a decent amount of time where it gives you enough information. I also get people to write their goals. I get people to write what their questions are. I want to know what they expect from the training. I don't want to rock up and then they tell me, so what am I supposed to do? I kind of want to ask, what do you want from your dog first and foremost? What are your questions? What are your goals? Where are you aiming at? Let me help your goals. Let me reassess your goals. And also I'm like, I love your goals. Everything's all awesome. Let's get to it. I think starting off the right expectation is important, especially if you're working with a client or a client's working with a trainer. If you're a trainer, and you're thinking, what are my clients going to expect from me? Give them a little bit of something so that they can understand what you're all about and what to expect. Otherwise, if you are a trainer and what you expect of your clients, you should only give as much as they're willing to give. That's my best advice because if you care more than they care, then you're going to burn out. If you're doing that with every single client, you're going to burn out very quickly and you're going to be very disappointed. And then your expectations of what the next client is going to be like. So for me... My, my thing is I treat people like they're smart, but I make it, I'm going to expect like they're stupid. If I can expect someone to be stupid and they prove to be smarter than what I thought they would be like, then I'm like, this is awesome. I've adjusted my, my expectations accordingly, so I'm not. So I'm looking after myself. But I'm going to treat you like you're smart because I have some respect. And you should show respect. Even if you know that person isn't very, very sharp and very smart, um, and you disagree with most of their ways of being, you still need to give respect regardless because you need to have respect for yourself, give out that respect so respect can come back to you and that's just how the energy of it works. So have the right expectations of the people you're going to deal with, whether you're on the client side of this or whether you're on the trainer side of this. That's all I want to wrap up with today. I hope today's episode has been enlightening or has triggered some thought. I hope that the questions that I've offered you have been of benefit and um, I can 
hear in my own voice as I'm talking to you that I'm a little bit slower and a little bit more tired. So I do appreciate if it's a little bit more of a low energy podcast today. But as always, whoever's listening to this this far in, I appreciate you. Lots of love to you. Get out there, train your dog and adjust your expectations accordingly. Much love to you all. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Life With Your Dog. Please share with your friends if you're enjoying our podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help others find the show. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook, Life With Your Dog Podcast. My name's Panos, and to keep up with my dog training adventures, tips and techniques, you can find me on Instagram at np underscore dog underscore training, my website, npdogtraining.com, or my YouTube channel, Nutris Pooches. Thanks for listening, guys. My name's Luke. If you'd like to find out more about my dog training services, you can find me at www.kizuna, that's K-I-Z-U-N-A, canine, C-A-N-I-N-E, .com.au. I'm also on Instagram at kizuna canine training. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.